There's this old saying out there, when opportunity knocks, you answer, or don't let opportunities pass you by. They only come around so often in life and dozens of other euphemisms regarding opportunities and them knocking and how they're only going to knock for so long until that door goes silent. I used to be big on this sentiment. When I graduated college in 2016, I was waiting for that knock open to go anywhere, ready for any opportunity that could come my way. I was ready to crawl through the mud if it meant maximizing my potential and being the best version of myself. What ends up happening is you wait, you wait, and you wait. You come to realize that everything I just said is bullshit. In order to get what you want or get the opportunity you want, You've got to get out there and storm this motherfucker like it's Normandy. you got to get up every day and kick the fucking door of life down and find that opportunity. Put it in a chokehold and take it prisoner. Opportunity's not going to come knocking. It's not going to say, here, Mike, here's that defining moment in your life you've been waiting for. See you later. You know what another saying that pisses me off is? Early bird gets the worm. None of that shit matters. Every bird is early. Which bird's got the sharpest fucking talons and the strongest fucking grip? What's something else some people say? Oh, be a lion in a field of sheep? I look around. I'm in a fucking field of lions. Guess that means in my mind, I got to know that I'm the biggest and baddest fucking lion there is out there. <sighs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 12 of my podcast. I woke up today absolutely fired the fuck up and i was like let let me let me put this down let me put it on the track so i'm glad you could be here for episode 12 it's part of my new mantra uh like i said the youtube is up and i've been dropping videos on there and recently i recorded a video about social media and the idea of it being toxic the general consensus from everybody social media is toxic it's breeding all of this instability and divisiveness in our country. I absolutely agree. I could not agree more. Where a lot of it is influenced by Russia and China, and they're using inflammatory identity politics to drive us apart. At the end of the day, I don't think it's going to be the government to save us. We can't beg them to use authoritarian power to control social media. I think that just leads to a slippery slope. I mean, that after all, that is what they do in China. Social media shuts off at 10 p.m., turns on at 6. They control the algorithm. They control everything that kids see. And I just don't believe that that's the road we need to go down. So what's the road we should go down? Well, I just have this idea. We are the controllers of our own destiny. I think we have the power to do what we want and do and say whatever it is we want to say. Let's change how we use social media. Let's change how we use these platforms. And that's exactly what I'm going to be doing. I'm not going to be participating in inflammatory bullshit anymore. From now on, I want to use social media for the same reasons we were using MySpace. To fucking uh, glorify our friends because that's who we loved most and support them because that's who matters most. Friends and family. People we know directly. And sharing shit like music and creativity. So if you have a podcast, I want to listen. If you ran a marathon, I want to see it. If you have a YouTube I want to watch it. Anything out there you're doing, share it. Imagine a social media where you're only really following the people you know, maybe a couple sports teams. All right, you know, let's, you know, none wrong with, you know, football or 
basketball and everything. But we use social media in a way just like that. We just only talk about stuff that's relevant to what's going on with our friends, our family, and what they're creating. I I don't see there being I, I see that only being a, a net positive. Uh, like I said, I, I on YouTube, I want people to go comment on that video, share me their thoughts. I've just, you know, I'm a, I listen to a lot of podcasts while I drive. And I think the biggest mantra and the whole self-help thing out there that is kind of preached is if you want to change your community or change your surroundings, it starts by looking in the mirror. You know, to make the world a better place, start by making you a better person. So, but that's all I'll touch on with that. That's kind of why I got all energetic to start the episode. And I hope I set the tone off right. But that's really the way, that's the direction I want to go in life is, is all about positivity. And I guess, I don't know. That's, that's what we need to be spreading. Can't can't really can't really go into it further. I mean, I I'd just be going in circles at that point. But without further ado, let's continue along on the journey. When I last left you off, I was in Adairsville, Georgia. I was going to be getting loaded there with some floorboards. They were headed up to Westfield, Massachusetts. And like I had mentioned last episode, I was lucky. This this is like my third weekend in a row, third reset basically, where I'm in a position to see friends and or family. And uh, when it came to last weekend, man, was it awesome. You want to talk about positivity and something that really made me happy? It was almost the catalyst of why I started dropping the YouTube videos that I was recording and why I'm recording this episode the way I started it off was just how last weekend went. And it was my dad's birthday on the 10th. And so they had people over my parents' house, some family, cousins, on Saturday to celebrate my dad's 60th birthday. And I was happy to be able to make it home. And that I didn't hit any weather on 81 North this time, which uh, which was always exciting. Smooth sailing all the way up 81, no traffic at all. Driving over weekends, because I spent most of the day Saturday driving, and driving on weekends, for the most part, is really good because of the idea that there is no traffic, there's no morning commutes, there's no evening commutes. There's no rush hour, it's awesome. So I got up to Connecticut, easy day, and when I walked into my parents' house, it's really hard to explain, and I, maybe people who've moved from home know this feeling, but when I walked upstairs, even though I, it's been almost two years since I've lived in Connecticut, it's almost like I was meant there to begin with. Like it was just part of, it was, like, it's almost like I had it planned for several weeks when really I didn't know I was going to be there until two days prior. When I walked up the stairs, I just felt felt like I was I belonged. Like, I just, oh, this is where I was supposed to be. Even though I live in Texas and my wife is in Texas, I was like, oh, no, I'm supposed to be here Saturday. Monday, I'll go back out driving, but Saturday, I'm supposed to be here. And that's just, you know, it's just a really good feeling. So it was awesome to do that. Sunday, woke up. Went to the gym with my best friend, Jay. Got a nice workout in. We fucking bang weights for two hours. Did some stair-stepping. Love it. Like I said, it, you know, if I'm not driving, you gotta, you still got to maintain that, that fitness. You can't just get out of this truck. You know, I train a lot out here on the road, and that takes a lot of mental fortitude. But when you get out of the truck, you're like, man, I just want to relax and melt. 
you still got to keep at it. So we went to the gym on Super Bowl Sunday and I uh, had a really good workout. Had a really good, nice long conversation, caught up. And then I was able to go down to West Haven, watch the Super Bowl with some of my best friends from college. And again, another situation where it's just like, oh, th- this is where I'm supposed to be today. It's just, it's so weird. It's, I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like, oh, no, this is where I'm supposed to be today. This is who I'm supposed to talk to. This is who I'm having fun with. It was awesome. Super Bowl, great game, by the way. Top-notch halftime show. Can't really get better than that, especially for our generation. Uh, I was thoroughly impressed. Loved every minute of that halftime show. National anthem was perfect. A great game. Down to the wire, two minutes. You know, Rams victory. I feel bad for the people of St. Louis. You know I love St. Louis. I call it the capital of Midwest in uh, past episodes. It truly is. St. Louis, phenomenal city and heartbreaking that they weren't able to experience another championship like that. But the owner of the Rams is a douchebag. So what can you do? When it came to the Super Bowl, though, I wanted to give a special shout out to a guy who I became friends with on Facebook. And his name's Sean. He's the owner of Casa Bianca Pizza in West Haven. He actually has three locations, one in West Haven, one in Haven, one in Ansonia connecticut now look i know i'm from you know the new haven area we're the pizza capital of the world if you didn't know best pizza that there is sorry new york sorry chicago sorry wherever sorry wherever you're from where you think you might have the best pizza you don't it's new haven a lot of places in new haven county they're the goats look it up check the scoreboard i don't need to go there's no further detail no explanation and when it comes to casa bianca pizza look i'm not I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, it's the same thing as Pepe's or Modern. It's this, but it's good football pizza. You can get a party pizza there, all the toppings. It, they del- And another thing is they deliver, which is awesome. And it's just, it's exactly what you want. If it's Friday night, you're too lazy, you want a good pizza, you'll call Casa Bianca. And I met Sean on Facebook a couple of years ago. And he, because he posts on Facebook a lot about his business. And you can kind of tell by the way he talks on Facebook that he's not from the United States. And so he posts on there about his business and people would comment on his posts, talking shit to this guy, complaining. And man, when I tell you this guy was answering every single comment, he would go out of his way to fix every issue. And by Facebook, I'm talking in uh, the West Haven way it is Facebook page. It's like your town's Facebook page where everybody all the Karens come together and complain about everything. And these people would just complain, oh, this delivery was late, oh, this order was screwed up. And man, this guy responded to every comment and he was willing to fix every issue, give out free coupons, all this stuff. This guy w- would personally deliver it himself. He's the owner of the business. And, and I like, there was just something seeing that. And it's like where I, where I felt bad was the fact that, okay, clearly this guy is you know, not from the US off the rip. And these people are, are trying to rip him apart. And he's got nothing but good heart and good intentions out there to you know, run a good business. And he's still getting ripped apart. And so I remember, and so we started talking and we kept in touch. And so that's why I started supporting his business. And I would get burger from there, salads, pizzas. And we just kept in touch. We had a good working relationship. This guy is, he got into business for all the right reasons. He's his location in West Haven has been around for over 20 years. He had a 20th anniversary celebration where uh, the lieutenant governor had came. The mayor of West Haven was there. 
this is a guy who takes a lot of pride in his business, and there's really nothing better than that. And I was happy to get Casabianca pizza for the Super Bowl and some wings, and I went to go see Sean at his New Haven location, which is his newest one on Derby Ave. And I went to go see him, and we had a nice long conversation. He showed me a parking spot right behind his restaurant. And he just, without even me even asking, he said, anytime you need to park here, your tractor trailer, you can come park here. You can come park here. You need to stay for a month. Whatever you need, you, you can come park here. And it's just, it's moments like that that really just kind of, they're that reminder of what the, what kind of what the, the meaning of all this shit we call life is. It's just making good, positive connections like that. I just relate it right back to the beginning of this podcast, you know, and being positive and this social media being toxic. You know, we need more Sean's at Casa Bianca in the world. We, we need more of that. So thank you, Sean. Thank you for the free parking spot in case I ever need it. I hope everybody else had a good Super Bowl Sunday. I departed Connecticut on Monday. Delivered this load up in Westfield, Massachusetts. Then we kind of ran into a couple little issues from there. As soon as I got unloaded, I texted my dispatch. I said, I'm empty. And then I was told almost immediately, okay, we got containers that just got off the ship in New Jersey. I'm going to go down to Edison or Carteret, whatever the name of the town is. Go down there. I'm going to pick up a belt load. Like I mentioned, these are belts for trousers. Belt load that's going to go right back to Arkansas. Easy day. So I'm in Westfield, Mass., which is just west of Springfield. I get down all the way to back to West Haven. So all the way down 91 on 95. Get a phone call from dispatch. Hey, we just found out that those containers aren't actually in. So we're going to send you to Johnstown, New York. <laughs> What's funny is I was literally less than 150 miles from Johnstown, maybe like 120 miles from Johnstown when I was in Westfield. All I had to do was just get right back on 90 West <laughs> and head straight to Johnstown. So little wrench in it, but I was like, okay, you know, it's not my fault. So I'm just going to head up to Johnstown. I finally get to Johnstown, New York, and I go to the gate of the Walmart DC where I'm going to do a nice trailer swap. Go check out my Instagram reels. You can actually see a video of me doing a trailer swap in Johnstown. Uh, pretty cool looking. I get up there. I go to the gate. Guys, guy, gate guy goes to me. He goes, hey, man, I, I don't have anything for R&R here. I was like, all right, hey, I'm just doing what my dispatch said. Let me give him a call. I give him a call. He's like, okay, we're going to figure this out. I go to a TA four miles away. I sit. Get a call back as soon as I get to TA. Hey, go back over there in an hour. The trailer should be full, loaded, ready to go then. All right, sweet. Wait an hour. I go back over there. It's 5.30 p.m. at this point. Get to the gate. Gate guy sees me rolling back up, and he immediately gets on his phone. As soon as I get up to the gate, he is like, dude, I just talked to my shipping manager. He's telling me, he's like, we got two trailers here for you guys, but they're not even half full yet. And just for context, they don't fill these immediately. They are filled with Walmart's used assets or these buckets that go back to Arkansas. So they fill up kind of over time. And then my company will get an email that they're ready. They'll get, instead of a rate confirmation, they'll get what's called a control tower. that says, hey, this is ready, come pick it up. My company got those. So that's why I was there. 
trailers weren't full. So I'm like, hey, man, no worries. I'm, I'm not mad. You know, I, I'll call my dispatch, see what's up. So I call him back. Okay. <laughs> and you could probably guess it. My logistics manager, he was going to have, you know, some words with whoever his contact is at Walmart. And my dispatch was just like, hey, look, I'm going to find you a load. We're just going to get you straight back to Texas. Easy money. And I was like, hey, I appreciate it. Look, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm sorry for everything that happened, but out of, out of my control, he's like, nope, you're good. So I get a rate confirmation right before I went to bed on Monday. I'm going to be going to Utica, New York, which is just an hour west on 90 from Johnstown. I was going to go to a place called Matt Brewing Company, pick up a load of seltzers, seltzer waters, and they are going to a... Trader Joe's Distribution Center in Irving, Texas. I'm recording to you now from Dallas. I'm parked here. It was supposed to actually deliver today. Today is Thursday, but the appointment got pushed back. So I'm going to deliver it at 9.30 in the morning on Friday. So I'm here in Dallas, hanging out. What's awesome is I'm going to get dinner tonight. Like I've mentioned in previous episodes, when I stop places and I, I come across opportunities to see old friends or anything like that you got to take them because you never know in life when you're going to come around to these cities or areas ever again one of my great friends from high school lives in dallas will he's a creator too he has got a great instagram and youtube channel go check out his youtube it's l-i space y-u-m so it's lee yum his name's william and he makes a lot of videos about all the stuff he cooks. We're going out and we're grabbing dinner tonight. And I'm, I'm excited to see this guy. He's, you want to talk about a positive vibes only guy? You want to talk about somebody who's good to be around? It, it's, it's this dude right here. Uh, I mean, hanging out and talking with guys like Will, he's the reason, he's part of the reason why I'm making YouTubes and recording podcasts because he's just like, he's like, just do it, man. He's like, I'm listening. And that's where I'm at, kind of. It's just, oh, if he's listening, and I'm talking to Will at the end of the day. Now that I got you guys caught up to the same mile marker as me, what else we got going on? So I will be in Austin this weekend. I've been training very hard for the elusive 26.2 miles. That is a marathon. The Austin Marathon is February 20th. I'm excited doing it with a couple friends. So if you're listening to this before the 20th and you're in the Austin area, Feel free to come hang out on Congress Ave in front of the Texas State Capitol. Watch me crawl across that finish line because I will finish come hell or high water. By the time I'm recording episode 13, I'm going to have one of those magnets to say 26.2. I'm going to slap it on the side of this truck. Uh, and what else we got? Look, I'm still getting people sending me uh, shit about this uh, trucker protest going on in Canada. And look. I'm going to have to divert back to what I was talking about at the beginning of this podcast, uh, because here we are again. And by design, caused a lot in part by Russia and China, there's now a line in the sand regarding the Canadian trucker protests. On one side, people firmly believe that these are Trump-loving Nazis who hate vaccines. And on the other side, these people are just freedom, good, freedom-loving patriots. And that's where we're at. There is no convincing one side or the other that uh, of of anything that's literally where we're at each side claims to be the arbitrator of truth when in reality each side comes with their benevolence 
and malevolence. And here's what I mean when I'm talking about what I was talking about with social media being toxic is the people who are consistently pushing their specific narrative on whatever side they believe in, the blue checks of Twitter and the tens of thousands of Instagram following people and influencers, is they're not doing it to expose Nazis and fascists. And the other side isn't doing it to, because they care about your freedom, government tyranny. Neither side gives a shit about any of that. They only give a shit about their own personal fucking clout. Guess what? Time to take it away from them. I'm sick of it. You're sick of it. All of my friends are sick of it. No matter which side of the aisle my friends are on, my conservative, my liberal friends, all of them seem to agree that social media is toxic. Okay, let's change it. Starts with me and you, baby. <laughs> and that's that's as far as I'll go. So I'm not participating in the bullshit narratives that are online regarding this because I'm frankly, I'm sick and tired of it. And at the end of the day, no one wins but Russia and China. All right, moving on from that bullshit. At the end of every episode, I always thank you guys for listening. And time is the most valuable asset we have on this planet. So I truly mean it when I say thank you from the bottom of my heart that you've taken your time out of your day to listen to me, the jerk-off kid from Connecticut. He's just trying to find his way in the world. And what I'm getting at is all this content that I'm making podcast, YouTube, Instagram reels, all of that is all part of the manifestation of reestablishing Lombard Trucking. You hear what I'm saying? So your support directly supports the reestablishment of a business. And I honestly cannot appreciate it enough. You know, when I got my CDL, I was still in this state of mind that almost didn't think it was possible. Like, uh, you know, wh- you know what? I kept thinking, what's my finish line? I'm at the point now, there's no finish line. There is, there's no goals. We're just, we're going until, we're going until the wheels come off. We're storming that beach like it's fucking Normandy. We're kicking down the doors of life and putting opportunity in a chokehold. And taking that shit prisoner. I want you guys coming with me on this. I want you there every door I back into. Every traffic jam. Every customer I meet. Put your seatbelt on. Because we're going to the fucking moon. So thank you. From the bottom of my heart. Thank you for listening and supporting me. If you or anybody you know is interested in getting their CDL. Please do not hesitate to reach out to me. And as always if you ever want to talk. I'll be here.